episode 425 of Global from Asia, show and tell time. Introducing to our new CTO co-founder in our blockchain e-commerce project. Introducing some new things, a little bit of a rougher, kind of rougher on the edges, but meaty on the inside show. Let's tune in. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to, stream, download, watch, read Global From Asia episode 425. We are Global From Asia, global businesses from Asia. It's happening more than ever. Today, we're starting to kind of open the kimono from Tim Ferriss. We are showing a little bit of what's been going on behind the scenes. We talked a little bit at Cross-Border Summit for those that came in, 20, in November, but it's getting a little bit more ready. Also, if you got a gift from us at the summit, please let us know if you haven't redeemed that yet. It's going to start to become real very soon. This has been over a year in the works, and even before that, depends on what you say to start, but we have our co-founder CTO of the Loadpipe Foundation, Bo, with us. Brought him into the in-person e-com meetup we do here in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And it's more of like a, a brainstorming, sharing, show-and-tell session. We're actually doing another one. It was really well-received, and we have people already registering, wanting to tune in online for the next one. We'll be going on when this show goes online. But we're going to start to just kind of talk about what is blockchain, crypto, and why does it have anything to do with e-commerce? This is like the blue sea. This is so much opportunity. If you enjoy this show, if you are excited about this, this is this is a time to start to listen, take some notes, engage. There's going to be so much opportunity if this goes even slightly the way we think it can go. But there's just so many developments here. But we're going to start to show a little bit now, and we're actually already recording another session for future putting a lot into this. I hope it's enjoyed by you and keep an open mind. It's a new thing. Let's tune in to the show at globalfromasia.com slash show and tell. Take care. Are you looking for USA banking solutions for your e-commerce business? I am proud to say mercury.com is supporting the podcast here third year in a row at Global From Asia. And we're proud to say because we use them ourselves for many of our own Amazon brands and e-commerce brands and joint ventures with our US structures. And they're super easy to do online application, no fees. And they have great customer support, have helped us with trouble with Amazon Seller Central over the years about some receipts and statements and everything like that. So we're so happy to say thank you, Mercury, for supporting our show being a great service and supporting other e-commerce sellers. We're really proud to say they're a sponsor here. And we also have a video tutorial as well as an overview and a special link with a little bonus for you as well for us under certain conditions. Check it out at globalformasia.com mercury for that information. Thank you for listening and thank you, Mercury. So we're show and tell today and it's 2024. So I figured we start to start to introduce what we're a new e-commerce platform on the blockchain. We're still discussing names, but Loadpipe is a protocol name. And today I have our co-founder CTO Bo with us. You want to say hi, Bo? Hello. Hi. I guess so. Great. <laughs> so he just arrived back to Chiang Mai. We met in Chiang Mai last year, but he just got back in January, and we're full force into this into this project. It's been in the works for eight or nine months already. And hopefully we have more to show everybody, but maybe I'll open it with this cool video. We just made some updates. If you're at the Cross Border Summit, you might've seen it already. 
I don't know if the sound will work. Can you see it? Oh yeah. In the e-commerce world, a transformation is underway. Second one. From the Red Sea of cutthroat competition to the uncharted Blue Sea of blockchain collaboration. We've all felt it. Constrained, powerless in their game. Shut down on him. Entrepreneurs, like ancient gladiators, battle forces beyond their control. We are at the mercy of digital emperors. Imagine e-commerce with open protocols, where your data and identity truly belong to you. This leap is our journey from competition to collaboration. Welcome to Loadpipe. A thriving community where everyone's contribution is valued. Help us build not just a platform, but a new paradigm for global trade. Join us at the forefront of this new era. Be part of the next chapter in global trade. Oh, we added the water at the end. <laughs> Okay, so there's been some iterations of that video. It probably doesn't explain what we do, right? It's just a hype video. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it's a instead of selling on a Web2 marketplace like Amazon that we're all talking about today, you sell on still a marketplace, but the data is not controlled by that marketplace. So the, the core definition that I see between what we call Web2 and Web3 is... Web 2 is you sign up for a system like Amazon and then you check a box and you say, I agree to the TOS, the terms of service, right? And nobody reads that, right? It's like impossible to read that, but they, they use that against us at any time. They can say you broke the terms of service and you violated some term and we have the right to remove you from this. I'm fighting with it right now with this new product. They, they lost our shipment. They lost our inbound shipment. And they charged us tons of money. And we used the buying program. We used all this stuff. They, they canceled all the orders. They froze everything. It was nothing to do with my fault. We paid the fees. We sent the product. But we have no power. We have no power. So the idea is we're making the first marketplace called Hamza. And Hamza is where you would sign up and list your product. Hello, welcome. You would list your product, and in, if you got banned on Hamza, the long-term vision is you would still have your data on chain, your identity, your brand would be on chain, and you could still take that data somewhere else. You could still get censored on the marketplace, but you would be able to still have your identity and have your content to be able to use somewhere else because it's on a blockchain protocol. And a lot of people say, you know, a lot, I, a lot of you, how many people here, actually, it's a good question, how many people here maybe would say you know crypto or use crypto or use? One, two, about half, four or five. Do you understand that, like, there's so many different ways of using crypto that's but you know, people always joke like, oh, I, those board, board apes, like what's the point of owning a JPEG on the blockchain, right? Like there's, there's, you get airdrops maybe, you get more NFTs maybe, you get access to a Discord. But what we're trying to do is give more utility to 
blockchain, to crypto. So imagine people buy your product, you could give them maybe in the future an airdrop. You could give them discounts to future products you launch, or even ownership or, or, or rights of future profits of your product. This is all possible with blockchain technology. So there's, there's not much still to show, but I would like to know, like, Bo, do you want to add to what I say, or am I saying it correctly? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, so, like I said, the first iteration, or like Mike said, the first iteration of what we're building is a thing called Hamza. Hamza is going to be, like, a, a pretty focused marketplace, specifically around electronics. Because especially as we're, like, attempting to compete with Amazon, Amazon's pretty large and monolithic. They have, you know, economies of scale that we can't really compete with. But we have buyers who have crypto and want to spend it. And, you know, we have vendors who want crypto in exchange for their goods, right? And so a lot of what I'm trying to understand is just like, you know, and, and like Mike said, one of the, the advantages, I don't know if anybody here is familiar with Lens Protocol. Lens Protocol is a, a blockchain social media company, right? And basically what they do is they build a, a subgraph, which is what Mike was talking about, which is a sort of public database. And so public, this public database, you know, it's a social media profile and all your comments and everything like that. So if you, you know, started making comments about how you were upset with the government of Myanmar, right, and the Thai government decided to ban all those comments, right, other people would come along and build front ends that make use of that social graph to still display that content, right? And that's sort of the, the, the idea here, is that we are agnostic about the kinds of products that can be posted to the public ledger, but we will build a, a front end that has sort of a governance mechanism and an incentive mechanism to, 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 to filter which products will be bought and sold in these specific marketplaces, according to various, like, you know, also complying with, like, the legal jurisdictions of the directional sale. And so I guess my, my so that's, that's a long way of saying, yeah, it's a little bit more of an open way to do e-commerce. And I guess my question to you all is like, you know, what, what sort of things would you need to see out of a marketplace to truly leave Amazon? Customers. Mm. That's it. I mean, that's it. Yeah. If there's people that want to buy and they want to use crypto, you'd be willing to accept it? Yeah, as, as long as it's worthwhile for me. Because, you know, Amazon, you just set it up and kind of done. Yeah, there's got to right. maintain it. Right. But everyone's there already. Yeah. You just show up to the party. But the only thing I'm worried about with this, I wouldn't say worried, concerned is, you know, not a lot of people know about crypto. Hmm. And if you guys would start in America, which is pretty crypto friendly, that might be easier, but, you know, China is super not friendly with crypto. So any of those supply chains might be a little more difficult as you pay the Chinese money, but you get crypto and you might be on the hook for that exchange. Mm. Okay. So one advantage, we, we didn't talk about it, but there was acquisition of, of purse.io, which is the largest and original tool to buy an Amazon with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of you even heard of it. It's been around nine years. So it has a, a, a community or a user base of approximately 500,000 people that have bought on Amazon using Bitcoin. So that's one reason that gave us, at least I think, speak for myself, at least me, the confidence to do this. Because if I had to build a two-sided marketplace from scratch or with our meetup, <laughs> you know, or I, I, it would have been a much more difficult thing. So what we're trying to say to sellers like you is we have pool of start, you know, it's not enough forever, but it's a starting base of potential customers that are using crypto to buy products on Amazon. And now we're moving them off of Amazon because Amazon is also always, the reason Purse had to wind down was Amazon kept blocking them. They didn't want people. They didn't want them. 
for various reasons, which I can get into. So we're trying to make a two-sided marketplace now where they could buy right off the chain and through crypto. So, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big, you know, we haven't really, this is maybe the first time actually recording it, putting it online, but we're doing this as like a little focus group before. It's show and tell today. And what I'm really working hard, I still sell on Amazon and we'll talk about that, but we're working really hard since, especially we're really formalizing the team and everything this January. So New Year's, we really kicked off hard. We've been working on this about eight, nine months and more of like a brainstorming and prototyping, but now we are full force into this. And we hope to, by March, have a prototype model beta marketplace to take the bootstrap buyers or, or the, these initial buyers and bring some initial sellers and, and work on this. But again, you don't have to leave Amazon. I'll still sell on Amazon. I'm planning to bring the brands that I sell onto this platform. You know, it's just another channel. But we hope it's a channel that you're, you're open to, to receiving. And like Bo's main question, the main question is, are you willing or able to receive crypto? And then do you care what kind of crypto would you receive? Do you, are you familiar with like Tether, USDC, or would you, Ethereum, Bitcoin? Would you have preferences of which cryptocurrency you would sell in of your product? Because of course, if you sell in Bitcoin, we all hope it goes up to like a million dollars a coin, but it could, you know, it's volatile. So we think people would want to receive like stable coin, which is like USDT or USDC. Or would you be even willing to receive like Bitcoin or Ethereum or others? Uh, and I, I guess like so so moving back a bit like assuming we have customers one of the things I think we probably won't be able to do is shipping logistics and so I guess we would obviously have a much lower like take than Amazon how much is the fact that Amazon handles shipping logistics worth to you that's a sort of an open question is that well, something that like well to be fair, we could partner with other logistics providers, like Laments here. I mean, you probably offer 3PL. Do you know a three third-party logistics? Yeah. Do you offer? Yes, uh, yes, of course. So yeah, and maybe Bo is not as aware, maybe he is aware, but there's lots of logistics companies that can hold your product and ship to your customers for you. It's called 3PL, mm. third-party logistics. So yeah, just to let you guys, I don't know much about e-commerce. I, I assume Amazon just handles all this stuff. But yeah, Amazon okay. does it all, but okay. there's others that can also do it, do all, almost the same as mm. what they do, right? So one idea of this protocol is we could connect to say, like, again, Clement, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're, you know, maybe we could have you plug in. The point of a protocol that I, at least I love is, is open, so people could could plug in their own like logistics. It's actually completely opposite of Amazon. That's why I think it's fundamentally different. And technically, Amazon could sell on this. Amazon, so that, this is one of our, I have lots of decks and stuff, but I don't want to bore you. I want to be more interactive and I don't want to take too much of your time. But the idea is this is Hamza, which is what we're starting with. Hopefully we'll have something, maybe even sooner, but by March. But you can have your own marketplace. Amazon could be here. I have this one case study in a paper we have. It's called Africa Mart. So it could also be hyper-local. It could be hyper-local. It doesn't have to be like global. It doesn't have to be like China to the US. You can make a local marketplace in, in your community using the protocol. You can make launch pads, affiliate platforms. So Amazon could be here. 
But of course, they'd have to connect to the protocol, meaning their data would have to be open. But I don't think they would do that, but they're welcome to do that. So if I have friends at Amazon. There's, I don't want to say like we're competing. We could complementary work with them. I'll always say that directly to anybody at Amazon. You can join here. You can put Amazon here and you can plug in. We, we don't, I don't want to say I'm trying to compete with Amazon. I just don't think they will join this, but they're welcome to join this, right, Bo? <laughs> I would work with them, right? But it's, it's meant to be an open platform. So it's, instead of having API access to Amazon Seller Central or it's all these tools, you would just be able to connect openly to our protocol once it's, of course, once it's ready. But we could offer 3PL plugins. So maybe even Clement, I have other logistics friends. We could offer those services you would send to their warehouse. It wouldn't be Amazon's, but it would be a warehouse. They would know our protocol or they would know our marketplace. And then they would take the order and send it to your customer. So we, we could offer, you don't have to do it yourself. You, or you can use your own 3PL. And I, 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 I don't, you know. I, well, and my question is a little bit more like, you know, how much of a percentage of your like profit is Amazon taking? And how much of that is worth it? Given that they handle the shipping logistics, well, as Amazon takes half, half of this, mm. but that we move to shipping, therapy, advertising, but they, they pretty much have it. And like half, and like obviously, like you know, you're getting volume, and so it doesn't hurt quite as much, right? Yeah, and, and another thing is that, that when I send the things in the bulk to the Amazon, it costs me every average cost for me is 1.5 USD per product to get my product from here. Amazon warehouse. Mm. So if I send anything to customer to United States with a DHL Express, it's gonna cost me 20 USD. Mm. So and I'm selling the 20 USD products, so then I would need to sell them 20 USD plus the, the 20 for the shipping. I see, I see. So I don't have a business without that. Okay, I see. <clears throat> yeah, but there's other 3PLs. You don't have to use Amazon's 3PL. Yeah, but then again, I'm I'm a little bit scared to use the other ones because Amazon gives you the they give you the how you the prime prime and everything, so I'm just scared to go and even try them. And, 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 and I also don't think that, that they can be much more cheaper on the shipping. So, so, so. Okay. What type of customers are you attempting to attract to the marketplace? Why would so, they choose so, yours instead of Amazon? So again, one reason that motivated us, or at least me, to start this endeavor was the opportunity to, to take over Purse's operations, which is, if you go to Purse, it's, it's closed right now, but it's a nine-year-old running tool to buy on Amazon with Bitcoin. Right, I've used it. Oh, you have used yeah. it. So we hope you might be getting an email from us soon. We might have gotten emails in the past. So you acquired Purse? It's a complicated thing. It's a it's a very it's a restructuring, but yeah, basically yes. So we're using those. You'll be getting emails from us soon. And the people that use Purse were they wanted to shop on Amazon, right? Well, there's we we, we they wanted to shop on Amazon. They want to get discounts and they, they wanted to use, spend. They wanted to spend. Bitcoin. But they yeah. they at least had to use Bitcoin to use. And you're Purse. trying to attract crypto. Names. Well, I mean, and that's yeah, that's more or less right. People who want to spend Bitcoin, right, right? or people who want to spend crypto more generally, right. Of course, but of course, you know, we don't know how many are Bitcoin maxi. I don't know if you're a Bitcoin maxi. I mean, I love Bitcoin, but we're mostly going to be moving on to Ethereum with our protocol because we, I asked Will, do you, do you want to accept Bitcoin only? But I think a lot of sellers want to receive stable coin. 
USDT as a seller, they don't want to receive Bitcoin. At least they would have to liquidate it, right? They would have. They don't want to take that risk of it dropping or even going up. So a lot of sellers want stablecoin. Yeah, uh, and there's other reasons yeah. too for Ethereum. I guess I'm just curious what types of products crypto natives would be seeking out. Turns out they love electronics. Well, that's electronics. One, yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of our besides silver type products. Oh, well, they got that too. Again, that's why we have the data. We're going through the data. We're looking at what the top products were. But yeah, it was electronics, majority. Electronics. And uh, so we're trying to replicate that. We're trying to leverage that as much as we can. I mean, we're talking to you th today. You know, we still, most of you are sellers. So we would like to know if you'd like to sell to this channel. But we we think the buyers will be crypto native buyers that have crypto and want to use crypto and don't. Yeah, I mean, could be other things like, I mean, I imagine like digital nomad things like, uh, you know, travel backpacks, low weight jackets, you know, these are things that actually like hit a, hit a pretty interesting point where like the shipping doesn't cost too much, but they're high ticket items. So the margin on them is like, or like, you know, the, 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 the value of the item versus the cost to ship is like quite low, which I think, you know, like maybe a $20 product, if you're having to handle shipping logistics yourself, doesn't make any sense, right? But if it's a $200 product that costs, you know, $15, $20 to ship, then maybe that's something that like on the marketplace would perform well. And someone who wants to pay in crypto might buy it there. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry, just, yeah. yeah. Thank you. For example, for us, we, we also do the shipping from here with our Etsy orders. Mm -hmm. And in Etsy, we just start to ship in much more. And we put the product a little bit without the price. But overall, if customers in the United States buy the same product on Amazon or Etsy, they pay, I think they pay 35% more on Etsy. And mm -hmm. that's only because of shipping. Mm -hmm. And we, we make about the same money. Yeah. Well, see, and this is what I was saying sort of at the beginning is like, you know, part of what makes Amazon so hard to unseat is they're just like economy of scale, right? Like their total grip of like shipping logistics and, you know, the whole supply chain end to end, you know, they're, they're sort of like global chokehold on e-commerce, right? It's like, yeah, makes them sort of hard to compete against. I mean, the other, but I mean, there are advantages. So... I don't want to get so political, but you know, Mao Zedong won China, and the reason I believe, I haven't studied it so deeply, but he didn't go directly to Shanghai, Beijing. He didn't go to the top tier cities. He went to the surrounding villages and towns, kind of captured all around. There's even a term in Chinese about surrounding and then coming in. So I feel like maybe what we're going to do, I have this, my gut feeling is we might not sell as well in the US, or maybe we'll get some customers, but I think our advantages would be in like South America, other emerging markets. Mm -hmm. And some, me as Will says, crypto, I don't think U.S. really supports crypto, actually. And uh, these other markets are supporting it more, especially Latin America, you know, Venezuela. Some of our team members from Purse came from Venezuela, Argentina. So it might be about more of these grassroots markets that have no infrastructure, that can't accept even crypto, uh, can't accept fiat, that don't have these tools and bank solutions that first world places such as the U.S. have. And so may, I, our, our gut feeling is we might be more successful in these emerging markets where even Amazon can't, can't reach, but we can because we're bottom up, not top down, right? So people in that market might, I can't wait. And we'll, this is just the first time we're talking about this publicly. Like, you know, I mentioned some of you, you know, I don't want to push too much today, but I, but I thought show and tell Bose here, I thought we could introduce this for the first time. I'll probably be mentioning this each time a little bit. But I'm really this is our, our new big push and it's it's an exciting it's an exciting time to, to share. But imagine you can get exposure to <laughs> new customers. I don't think the current Amazon customers will be our customers on this platform. I think the 
a lot of the first users were, were not in the US. They were outside because they couldn't get an Amazon account easily because Amazon shut down a lot of buyer accounts. I know seller accounts we talk about, but also buyer accounts. And uh, they couldn't easily buy on Amazon. They couldn't easily buy with uh, credit cards, PayPal. So I think a lot of these buyers will be in uh, developing markets. I think today the idea is maybe if more, if you have, we can wrap up the next five minutes anyway. I don't want to take too much time, but I want to introduce this today. This will be a main focus for me now. It's going to be more of my main, uh, main work, my main job. I'll still be involved in the Amazon brands, but we have a, a great team that I've built over the last few years to, to help manage our, our own brands. Actually, if somebody here wants to help us with our own brands, we're looking for some people in the, our Amazon brand division to help us. But any, any last questions or feedback about this? The idea is it's another channel. You don't, have to, you don't have to stop selling at Amazon. You don't have to stop selling at SC. It's just another channel. It's just another channel. And the reason, of course, you want customers but hopefully you would also maybe have a new way to reach a new potential buyer. And I, I really, I, I have a draft on my computer called Converting Web 2 brand, E-commerce Brands to Web 3. Although I'm getting words that Web 3, I'm, I'm not using the most up-to-date words, but I believe <coughs> the future is blockchain. And I, I, I really want to continue the, the idea of purse, which was to give real utility to, to Bitcoin, I think, or blockchain, or you know, crypto. All the so much of these crypto projects are like there's rug pools and they're selling like JPEGs of like you know random pictures and pump and dumps and stuff. But there's real utility in blockchain, and that's what I've learned, especially during COVID. I was always involved in blockchain. You know, I started getting involved in Bitcoin in 2012. I sold most of them, unfortunately. 2017 really discouraged me to crypto because of all the ICOs and I sold my Bitcoin because of that. And also my BTC China, well not my wife's Bitcoin China got, BTC China got shut down. They shut down all of our China, our, our Hong Kong based accounts because I was a US citizen. So I, I sold a lot and I was also tired. Everybody, all my friends, not friends, but friends of friends were doing ICO scams in 2017. So I kind of took a break from 2017 to 20, but I got really, I doubled down in 2020. And uh, that's how it led me to, to meeting the Purse team and this acquisition. And I really want to continue the legacy of Purse, which is to give utility to blockchain. You know, I think a lot of people see it just as like some way to do investing or speculating. But I, I used Bitcoin in 2012, 2017 as a way to do cross-border payments into China. I used a cross-border penis. I had podcasts on Global from Asia in 2013 about using Bitcoin for paying into China with Larry Salibro. I'm still online. I've interviewed many people about Bitcoin for cross-border payments. And I, I see that, I see it so clearly now. And we have a team developing. You know, I'm so happy Bo is our, our CTO co-founder. We have great other developers. We also have business development people all around the world. And also, just to clearly, the other idea is if this succeeds, it's not just going to leave behind the sellers or the buyers, right? Most marketplaces, especially Web2, they get the early users like the Uber, the Amazon, the eBay, and then they forget about the early users. They don't give them anything. You know, maybe they will get some advantages because they get early feedback or whatever. But for us, we all grow together. And that's really my favorite thing. Like these meetups, I love doing these meetups, right? I love doing events. I love doing community. So I believe this is not like... We're not some team, right? We're in this together. And, uh, you know, I know there's not much maybe you can do right now. I know even some of you I've talked to personally that want to get more active. We're still trying to find ways to get you involved. 
it's still not exactly ready. We still want to have a prototype, a little bit more for, of a product that you can see and work with. But hopefully, even maybe this month or February, but definitely March, there'll be something that you could use. Well, you go to hamza.oem6.com oh, yeah, right. and see, like, a, you know, just give a short and quick, quick look at the dev site. But is it public? I forgot the password, though. I think it's. No, it's a, you can just see it. Again, pretty standard marketplace. You know, looks, we're trying to, you know, minimize the amount of things that look different between this and like an Amazon. This one doesn't have quite all the, like this is, this one's built in WordPress. We're moving to a React design, which is a little bit more, you know, crypto functionality, but you know, and these are all dummy products in there right now. But yeah, that's sort of what it'll look like. But yeah, before I go, cause I, I gotta go sure. do a little bit more coding today. Any, any final questions, thoughts, feedback? I would love to hear, you know, anything that y'all have to, criticisms. Yes. How would you refund? So we're building the escrow system. So like basically it's the way, the way it works is like, you know, buyer says, I want this product. Then we, you know, th that payment goes into a smart contract. That smart contract is like sort of accruing interest in this small period where it's sitting there. Then it's, we ask for proof that the product has been sent. Then we ask for proof that product has been received first from the buyer, then from the seller if the buyer doesn't provide it. Then there's a dispute resolution mechanism. We're going to handle that internally for now, but the idea is that ultimately all of that can be automated through processes like Claros. Claros is like a, a Web3 like sort of dispute resolution mechanism. So while it's locked in there, you know, best case scenario, it just gets released upon the receipt of both proofs. Worst case scenario, it goes to a dispute resolution mechanism. And so yeah, that's that's how we would process refunds. So in this case, that the seller won't get the money before the item actually is being delivered. Yeah. Okay. Well, because again, it's like we're trying to do trustless transactions, yeah. right? And you know, the part of the reason, like you know, this this is the friction in like the traditional banking, or like the reason why the traditional banking system is appealing to a lot of people is a payment goes through, you just talk to the bank and you say, hey, you know, this was a fraudulent transaction, I need the money back, right? And they have you know the resources to be able to refund people in cases of fraud, but a, a block chain transaction, once it's done, it's done, right? And so we have to have mechanisms in place to, to make sure the fraud doesn't happen up front. Okay, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah I thought it was password protected, but see how it's, it's, I mean, we have to be embarrassed. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but I think it's, there's a saying, I think it's Reed Hoffman of LinkedIn, it says, if you are not embarrassed by your first version, you waited too long. So we're really trying to show, but basically this is a checkout page. So notice, the core difference is connect your wallet, right? There's no username and password in Web3. You connect your, your wallet, right? And I can't wait. I, you know, I think you all know me. I, I can't wait to make like tutorials and, and trainings and videos how that would work if you're not familiar. But use MetaMask or any kind of Ethereum-based wallet. And then you would put your address. This would not be on chain, right? This would be locally in that marketplace. We're not going to put your billing address or shipping address on the blockchain. But that would be stored locally. But, of course, the transaction would be... And then you... This is just test ones, but you know you choose your cryptocurrency, right? So I think it would be more like USDT or C. I don't think most sellers would want to receive like Ethereum because it might drop like thirty percent or up fifty percent. You know, it's not as volatile as smaller coins now, but you would say which coins you're willing to accept, I believe, or sell or hand it out. But you would be comfortable what you would accept. My opinion is you probably would just receive a USD stablecoin. And then, yeah, like, like Bo says, it would be locked up for a certain amount of time. And there's actually a lot more to it than that. But basically, the core difference of this versus others right now is you, the wallets is your identity and your crypto is your payment, not like PayPal, credit card, bank transfer. 
And we'd love you to be one of our early users. We're not exactly ready yet, but you know, I thought it was good for Bo to maybe hear some things and get some questions from you. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll be sharing the progress live as we as we build. So I think I think that's it from my show and tell on this project. We still have some more time. We can talk about high value launches with Will if we want. But uh, the payment fees, if you <clears throat> if you make a crypto transaction there, is there payment fees because? I, I have some crypto, but I, I don't really understand them. And every time I transfer Ethereum from this wallet to this wallet, they take a big port of that some gasoline fee, whatever it is. So how is here? So we would likely will likely be using Optimism as our app chain, and so that's a layer two, which means fees are really low. We again, so a lot of this is like down the road, but like we'll also likely end up having an account abstracted sort of architecture, which means that we'll just be paying fees out of a gas. Pair. So it'll it'll feel like no fees at all. The account abstraction also allows us to do like login with social, so people don't won't even know that they have a sort of a, like a crypto wallet. If we want to start onboarding people who you know exist outside of the crypto sphere, again, sort of initial cu customers, crypto natives. But after a while, we'll onboard real people, you know, who don't have crypto natively, and we'll be able to onboard them with like credit cards, for instance, where they can like load up a wallet in the back end that they won't even realize is a wallet, pay with that like sort of fiat money in a gasless way on an L2 environment. So again, all of that will, all of that sort of complexity will be abstracted away in the experience of just like, hey, I want an Apple Pencil, and then they buy it, and then the shipping happens. And again, we have this like sort of escrow system, which is the best solution we found. We'd love to find a better one, but you know, we'll see. We'll be thinking about it for a while. All right, thank you guys Thanks so much. much. Thanks. Bob, but later. I guess the other point is the fees. So we will, of course, have to take some fees on the marketplace. So the fees in the in the transaction on. I don't know if you know, again, I don't know how much people here know about crypto or L2, L1, but it's, I know people complain about Ethereum gas fees, right? So I have most experience. Yeah, <laughs> so that's L1, it's called it. layer one. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're making layer two on optimism, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, layer two. So layer two is, it trades off on decentralization because it's a little bit more centralized, but it's much cheaper fees. So they're talking about two, three cents US. Okay. But that's just the gas fee. But of course, the platform has to make some money, but we're not going to take 50% like Amazon, obviously. We're, we're still deciding how much to take, but it, it won't be nearly as much as any other platform, especially at the beginning. The future of e-commerce is waiting. LoadPipe is back. It's a protocol. We are making the new way to do e-commerce with blockchain technology. This is a very early stage. And we have Hamza is our first marketplace in this new ecosystem. It's very epic. If you want to participate, we are on an alpha stage in Q1 2024, where you can be a buyer or a vendor application only. Check it out at Hamza.biz for the marketplace or the overview of this protocol and subscribe for updates at loadpipe.com. See you there. So what'd you think? I hope you enjoyed, you know, like honestly, we keep it real here at Gold for Media. Some people like it, some people don't like it. We just, you know, record stuff, show you the real insights. I think Bo and I weren't always on the same page. You know, it's a startup. It's we're we're learning how to present this to the public. We're trying to make this easier for you to understand. Essentially, your identity is on the blockchain. Your content is on the blockchain. Your transactions are on the blockchain. You know, marketplaces are me or others cannot get in the middle of that. It's you and the blockchain working together. 
very early stage. We're re releasing a testnet this week. Hamza.biz is the first marketplace for the LoadPipe pro protocol. You can also check it out at loadpipe.com. Actually, you know, Manly, our team, IT manager, was saying, like, he's never seen so much interest in our previous projects as this. People are registering on the waiting list, and people are very open and excited for a new way of doing e-commerce using the blockchain. It's totally blue ocean. You know, I've been trying to do something like this for years and years and years, especially since COVID. We're not sure where this is going to go. This is, you know, a, a fundamental change in my, my career, in my life, in this community, in this content. But of course, we're going to still have the normal content. We have Japan next week. We got, I think, another session of this after. Of course, you can choose the shows you like. I hope you like this. I'd love to hear from you. Globalfromasia.com slash show. And tell. See you in the next show. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.